You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits. If you want to get everything your dog's got, then you need nutrition that holds nothing back. To help unleash your dog's potential, check out the new Yukonuba Premium Performance Line at yukonubasportingdog.com. Now, both my dogs have been on the Premium Performance Line for a few months, uh, the 3020 blend, and I've loved seeing the results. Uh, both of them are maintaining healthy weights in this off-season. Uh, their coats are thick and shiny, and they feel great and their energy level, not to mention when we are out training, uh, roading my dogs, you name it, their energy level and recovery time is fantastic. I also wanna thank Dakota283. Um, Maybe you're getting a new puppy this year or maybe you're looking for a new watering system for your dogs. Well, they have just the thing for you. I'm running to G3 medium uh, for both my Brits and the size is great. Uh, the kennel door is fantastic. The easy grip handle. Um, I am really loving both these kennels. Uh, also the dash watering system. I think I'm running the 3.0 and it, I literally use it every day. It comes with me on trips in hunting season and it's also my daily watering system in the dog run. Um, super tough, easy to clean, holds a bunch of water. So check out uh, the dash system uh, from Dakota. Now, uh, at checkout, if you're ordering anything from Dakota 283, use my promo code TUR10 for 10% off your order. All right. What up, rookies? Uh, I'm super excited. This is episode number one of the Upland Rookie Podcast by Upland Brits. Um, I looked up the definition of rookie. What does that mean? Um, I've gotten some questions on hey, is this podcast just for rookies? Do I have to just be getting into this? Is the content all going to be geared towards the newbie? Well, the answer is no, it is not. This podcast, I hope, is for everybody out there. You see, the definition of rookie, as I looked up online, is a new recruit or maybe someone entering their first season uh, of a sports team. So I think this can fit a lot of different people. You might be a veteran hunter who is getting another bird dog puppy, maybe this spring or summer. Well, guess what? That puppy is a rookie. They're going to have their rookie season coming up here. Or maybe you are on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you are just getting into upland hunting. Maybe this is the first podcast you have downloaded and you're saying, hey, this is the year I'm going to get into this. We're all rookies to some way or another. Um, Look at myself. I've been at this I've been at this hard four years and there's still so much I'm constantly learning and I don't think I will ever not be a rookie, at least in my mind. I'm always going to be asking questions uh, to people way smarter than me, way further down the road um, and just learning and soaking up as much information as I can. I hope we can all do that no matter where you are um, in your hunting journey and your experience with bird dogs. So with that, I'm going to get into a listener question. Uh, Let's see. D. Harriet writes in, uh, do you use training birds in the off season? What are your thoughts on the importance? All right. Two parts to this question. Uh, Yes, I use training birds in the off season, but I also use them during season. Uh, You heard me right. I'm pretty much using birds all year round. Um... Uh, The importance, uh, very, very important, I think. Uh, Birds make a bird dog. I am a firm believer in that. Um, Now, I know not everyone has access to birds. I know it's not the easiest thing to get a hold of. Um, I I mean, I live in a a suburban area. My closest hunting club is about 45 minutes away. Um, So if you're out there and it's just a little difficult, I... I mean, call around, call your local trainer, call a a hunting club, a preserve, Um, just ask questions on, hey, I'm looking for some some pigeons or quail or whatnot. Um, Most people are very happy to help, uh, at least point you in the right direction. Um, So yes, uh, the other thing I was going to say with training birds, um, 
when I'm going out there with, with birds, again, I'm trying to get my dogs on birds throughout the year, um, keep them sharp, uh, keep them conditioned uh, on how to work birds. Now, my dogs are only getting no more than two birds um, a training session. Yeah, that's right. Only two birds max. Sometimes they'll only get one. If they do a great job or still a job, I'm going to kind of call it quits and, and I'm going to move on to the next dog. Um, reason being, um, I think that dogs can learn a lot in that short time. And I think it leaves them wanting a little bit more. Um, if they have a solid point, they work the wind well. Um, I think that's good. Uh, again, I'm, I'm saying this from my experience, um, with a mentor of mine, even we work on birds quite a bit and someone who's been doing this for 30 years, uh, the buddy of mine, Jeff, um, he's got some amazing dogs who have, who have really won some trials and, and very accomplished dogs. He's only showing his dogs two birds, sometimes less, sometimes one. Um, so again, this is, this is my experience. What I've seen, um, some other people out there might have different thoughts, totally okay. Um, this is just kind of my experience. So do your research. Um, birds are out there. Um, yeah, but they are very important. Uh, one more question, which relates to this. Um, Kelsey writes in, how are the pigeons doing? So Kelsey, the pigeons are doing great. Um, for any, anyone listening, um, some friends of mine actually gave me a pigeon coop and their lot of pigeons. Uh, just in the last month or so. And yeah, the pigeons are doing great. I'm very excited to have my own coop and be raising some, some homing pigeons. Um, it'll, I think really, yeah, really be a nice addition to my training arsenal. Um, so yeah, Kels, the pigeons are doing great. I got a couple eggs right now that, uh, they're laying on. So yeah, life is good. Can't complain. But, uh, anyways, uh, feel free to write in with questions. My email, uh, uplandbrits at gmail.com, or you can message me on Instagram, uh, at upland underscore Brits and that's B R I T T S. Okay. On episode number one, we are talking with Jeremy Lowry. Uh, now Jeremy and I have had a friendship for a few months now and just, uh, there's, there's not a day that goes by, I think at this point that we're not interacting to some degree, uh, just talking, hunting constantly. Um, and recently we've been talking a lot about, uh, bird dogs and even some different breeds of dogs. So I've loved my, uh, just friendship has been developing with Jeremy. He's a great dude. We talk about a little bit of everything in this episode. We talk about, uh, his bird dog. Of course, we talk about, uh, North Dakota, is North Dakota really worth it? I've heard so much buzz uh, around ND for the last season, and we talk about that. Uh, we talk about his past season, some plans he has coming up. Uh, you name it. I think this is a great episode, and I hope you enjoy uh, the interview with Jeremy Lowry. See, it's, I only got into hockey because my my best buddy that I live with is huge into hockey, and they're like, you don't even watch hockey, and yeah. so I just picked a random team and decided to jump on the wagon okay that's awesome dude that's awesome watch a little more than every year you know so yeah maybe someday we'll have a hockey fan here oh yeah for sure (laughs) for sure dude well dude we'll just kind of jump into it um but uh so jeremy put us on the map a little bit just where are you from and just share a little bit about yourself well technically i'm from michigan but I live in Northwest North Dakota and Williston. So okay. awesome. Did you, did you grow up in Michigan? You said, yep. I moved out of Michigan when I was about 22, 23, I think. Okay. Somewhere around there. If you had to pick, what do you like better? North Dakota or Michigan? I'd have to go with North Dakota. I mean, I'd rather as a kid grow up in Michigan, but as an adult, North Dakota is the way to go. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense, Dan. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, just, just quick overview, let people get to know you a little bit, you know, your dog. Um, yeah. Just a little bit about who is Jeremy. Uh, on the grand scheme of things, no one's special, but uh, <laughs> I just like, I, I work a lot. And then in the fall I hunt more than I work, but that, I mean, that's about it. Dude. If I'm not hunting, I'm, researching something about hunting so <laughs> or dogs or you know i think you and i sound very similar in that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a my lot wife, of time my on the internet. yeah she's always asking me she's like what are you researching now 
like, yeah don't worry about it don't worry about it <laughs> she'll find out when the new dog comes home or oh, the yeah. new gun <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly um speaking of of new guns you actually uh we were talking last week and you mentioned uh you got a new gun because your other one broke or something happened with it tell me a little bit about that yeah i picked up a 12 gauge benelli ultralight was looking for something a little lighter and you know semi-auto because i love my over under but you know the, se- the auto loader is a little better for like if i want to go jump ducks or hunt ducks or you know maybe if i go hunt quail or do a lot more walking you might want something a little lighter sure but the main reason hey quiet sorry but uh no i got the over under because all right shoot sorry <laughs> oh, uh, my Franke's in the shop because the firing pin just wasn't working right but i oh, love weird. that gun so oh weird, and i've weird. heard it's a fluke for sure yeah no for sure i mean I've heard, I've heard some things here and there with people but um i've had i've had my Franke over under for only i think only a, a true season um no issues really? so far but um i've heard everyone i talk to that has one uh they love them yeah i'd buy another one in a heartbeat yeah. so for sure. Do you, do you shoot one or the other better? Do you think over under or uh, semi-auto? Well, this new one, I just shot it for the first time last weekend and it seemed like I was hitting a lot better than I do with my other one, but I also hadn't done too much clay shooting with the over under. So it's kind of hard to tell, but. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. I, I don't know for what, whatever reason. So I have, um, so I have the Franke uh, instinct in a 20 gauge and I can shoot that thing lights out love it i feel confident with it all that um my uh i have a monofeltro uh 12 gauge and oh nice I don't, I don't know what it, it's a nice gun it's great it's it's not too heavy um i can't hit shit with it really? <laughs> i really can't i don't know if it's like i'm in my head now too much or something but um yeah when i'm not great when i bought the ultralight i almost bought the montefeltro silver oh, okay. it was between those two so I almost got that one. That's awesome. Um, so dude, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta ask you about this. So you just joined Instagram probably what? A couple months ago, maybe you were, were you totally Not off even. the grid? <laughs> yeah, I was completely off the grid. And then the only reason I got on, I was watching this guy on YouTube, Northwest wing shooters, pretty cool site. Definitely go check them yeah, out. Yeah, but, I've seen, I've seen his and stuff. I told him I wanted to hunt chalker and Valley quail. And he said, well, hit me up on Instagram. And I was like, well, here we go. And so I ended up downloading Instagram and then I ended up talking to tons of people and people are pretty nice. You know, I've got a couple invites here. People have sent me pins for places that I've never been to go hunt, you know, That's sage awesome. grouse and stuff. So it's been treating me pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask if you're, if you're finding value from it right now, but it sounds like, it yeah, sounds like too much. Doing, yeah. It's, <laughs> I might honestly... end up with a new dog if I'm not careful. <laughs> It can happen. It can happen. It sounds, yeah, it's a whole nother rabbit hole. I feel, um, social media, it just, I, I mean, there's pros and cons for sure, but the pro yeah. is it, it just, it'll take you down these, all these certain trails of like gear and dog breeds and training. There's whole, a whole nother world of just, avenues oh, yeah. you can go. I was, um, don't tell my wife, I mean, she'll, she'll probably listen. <laughs> she'll probably listen to this later, but, um, I've been following a, a bunch of, uh, like English or uh, Irish, not yeah, English setters, a uh, bunch of pages and setters. I'm like, dang, those dogs look so so nice. Man, I I've been talking to a couple people with them, and man, I want one pretty bad. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're pretty stylish dogs. Uh, I will I will say that it, this is such a dumb thing, but I think we talked about this before. Uh, I I love the short tail dogs in the Dude, house, man. Me too. I used <laughs> to too. have goldens grown up, and and they were. Be... I had labs. <laughs> okay, so you get it there uh there was pasta sauce everywhere there was drinks spilled all the time <laughs> yeah somebody has, come over and yeah, everything's off the coffee table that has yeah. nothing to do with hunting but um it as a personal preference i'm like i, I don't know if i could if i could get over that but i'm uh, i'm sure i could on the same note though that tail like you know obviously you have britney's yourself you get into some of that thicker cover that's out here your dog goes on point and i just got the garmin this year so Oh, I'd yeah. have to, when that bell would stop, I'm kind of just walking around blind, you know, but with a setter, you'd have that nice high the, tail flag. And, yeah. And they're, they're generally a little bit taller dog too. So you could, yeah. you could see them quite a bit better. Um, what, uh, what garment did you pick up this year? 
I, I just said, uh, screw it. And I went with the 200 eye. Oh, sweet, so, man. Good. Get, been getting her figured out this training season and see how we like it come hunting season. But Dude, that's a great, pick. I don't know you, what there's. Yeah. You went right for the, uh, you went right for the Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have to buy another one. So. Yeah, no, seriously. I've, uh, I've been through a couple now. I've, uh, I started out with like just the Astro four four thirty. That was, okay. it wasn't a training color. It was just a tracking. And then, uh, I ran a 500 pro 500, uh, on them okay. for the, for the training. So I, it was kind of a dual collar setup and it worked, it worked fine. But then, uh, just as last year, I, I condensed down to, to the 200. Yeah. I wanted one. I could do both with, I and mean, I don't have to do very many corrections with my dog out in the field, but when I do, I, I want to have it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so Jeremy, tell me a little bit about, um, hunting in North Dakota. Um, cause I'll be honest, I couldn't go a couple days this past season without hearing how awesome North Dakota was. <laughs> so tell me, yeah. tell me a little bit about just your season. Um, what kind of hunting do you do the most? Um, yeah, just, just tell me a little bit about that. Well, to put it in comparison, I've been out in North Dakota going on seven or eight years. And my worst year here is better than my best year I've ever had in Michigan bird wise, even on the slow years. I mean, I'm going to see way more birds than I would hunting, you know, the rough grouse and woodcock most of the time in Michigan. So, sure. I mean, this year I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the huns and sharpies. Okay. But, but before this season, it was, I stuck to the roosters and the other birds were kind of, you know, opportunity birds. If you saw them, you were excited. Sure. And then this end of last season, my dad came out for opening week and I, we stumbled into this field. Didn't look very good, but we we're like, oh, we're going to hunt it. You know, it's almost end of shooting hours. So this bad field's better than nothing. That field turned out to be one of my honey holes for sharp tails. No way. So, yeah. And then, and I'd never really seen them before. Cause I'd always, you know, I was hunting cattails, slews, looking for roosters and started hunting more stuff like that. And that's when I started getting into the sharp tails, the huns and Man, oh, they're fun birds to hunt. That's awesome. Are you seeing sharp tail and pheasants kind of in the similar areas or similar fields or totally different? Mm, not really. I, I say that because I have this one spot that's kind of like a, it's a slough in the middle and then short grass up on the hills. And I kind of get all three there, but that is very, yeah. I haven't, I have no other spots like that. So okay. you usually get the hunts where you find pheasant. Sometimes you'll get the hunts where you find sharp tails, but usually you don't, for the most part, don't yeah. find sharp tails where okay. you find roosters. Okay, dude. And so in Michigan, so you mentioned uh, like woodcock. Did you hunt them much in, in Michigan area? Um, or yes and, yes and no, in waves. Growing up, my dad would always, every Saturday, we'd, you know, I'd get to carry the Red Rider, Daisy, BB gun, yeah. you know, Here you go. shoot chipmunks and whatnot. And I saw him shoot a couple. I've personally... Of all the hunting I've done in Michigan, and I never took it that serious. I've never shot a woodcock or a rough grouse. I've seen okay. plenty flush and, you know, I've done a lot of hunting, but it wasn't until I got out here and whatnot that I really, really dove into upland hunting like I do now. So. Sure. So was hunting, so growing up in Michigan, sounds like you went out with your dad a little bit. Was hunting kind of a part of your family? Is it something you, you really got into later? Like, how'd you, how'd you get started into it? And just, yeah, like, did your, did your family do it? Not really. My dad's dad, so my grandpa, that I never met. I guess he was a huge upland hunter. And then obviously my dad. But other than that, I think I had an uncle on my mom's side that would always tell stories of hunting roosters or pheasant in Michigan. And I've only ever seen, like, one in Michigan that wasn't on a preserve you know oh sure but for the most part i guess i have a hunting family okay but i only ever really hunted with my dad so sure i can't say i hunted with my extended family or anything gotcha now do you do any other kind of of hunting are you into big game turkey or, or do you just stick with upland i pretty much stick with upland as a you know younger years i'd always go with my dad and he'd, I'd help him drag deer and gut deer and that kind of stuff. This never really was my kind of thing. Sure. And I think it was once I got a dog, that's when it really 
okay. really took off. Okay. So I was, my next question I was going to ask you is, yeah, like, so what was, what was that that drew you into upland hunting? I mean, it seems like you did quite a bit of hunting this past season and, and have for a few years. So what yeah. was it? Just explain a little bit more. Like, what was that that drew you in so much? Ah, uh, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you, but I, I just remember, you know, like I said, just as a kid, those were the best weekends, you know, dad wake you up early and you go walk in the woods. And I moved out here, finally had my own place and some money to support a dog and whatnot. So I decided to make the jump. Always wanted a bird dog, got one. And it was just from there, it was over, <laughs> you know, no, they, uh, they have a, a way of sucking you in, don't they? Oh yeah. I can't imagine hunting without a dog. I yeah. did it once this season and I was like, this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, did you hunt? So this past season, did you just stay in North Dakota or did you take any trips outside? Nope. Just stayed in North Dakota this year. It, I might've, no, no, I didn't wander. Norm. Sometimes I wander over to Montana, but I didn't do that this year. It was okay. so good here. I didn't I, even, I was going to say, is it just, that, to buy is a it just that good? <laughs> yeah. Cause you're pretty close to the Montana, aren't you? Yeah. I'm probably not 15 minutes from the border. Oh, geez. <laughs> About a less than an hour from Canada. So oh, wow. right up in that Northwest corner. Okay. Here. You, 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 lucky, <laughs> you lucky son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yep um so let's talk about your dog a little bit um i know you run a Brittany. um you just yep. have the one right yeah for now okay for now yeah for now um so tell me a little bit about your dog how old's your dog um did you do all the training yourself or did you have someone train it talk a little bit about, a little bit about that well she's about to be five in july she's my first well i had a, we had a lab growing up that wasn't very good hunter and then but she's my first personal bird dog and yeah, I wasn't really into dog training all that much. I kind of just trained her in the field because I figured, well, in four months, I spend more time in the field than not in the field, you know? That's so true. I figured we'll just make corrections in the field. I've learned that's not the best way to do it. <laughs> it, it definitely works, you know, if you have the time and a couple of years to, you know, work out all those kinks. But I've just recently started getting more into the dog training and kind of backstepping to correct the things I messed up, you know, not sure. doing your formal training, but sure. So, so you really yeah. just kind of, kind of put her down in the field as a pup and just kind of let her figure things out. Yeah. Looking back, I, I had her started way too early. <laughs> I think I started her at like, we got lucky though. Got oh lucky. man. Like 12 weeks. I mean, she couldn't even walk through the grass. She'd walk behind my feet. And I remember nice. never introduced her to guns or anything. And, shot that first bird and ever since i went and grabbed it she followed me i gave it to her and ever since then she was just like oh boom means bird so yeah <laughs> but well, i dude, don't that's... recommend that yeah, right right <laughs> i was gonna say you definitely got lucky there but uh, that's, that's cool she uh she figured it out um what's her what's her name uh penny penny, penny oh, yeah. nice 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 i uh used to have a, i have a dog named penny as well Oh, nice. Yeah. Good name. Yeah. My, uh, my grandpa I, had, uh, boxers, uh, when I was growing up and, uh, his favorite dog was named Penny. So, uh, I was like, eh, I'm going to, I'm going to continue that with one of mine, but I don't have, have her anymore, but it was another. Right on. Yeah. I'd name. actually didn't name her. I had a girlfriend at the time and it's kind of a funny story. I wanted a bird dog. Didn't know. So, and at the, we decided we'd get a dog and I told her we can get a setter. We can get a Brittany or we can get a wire here. And she went with the Brittany because it was small and cute. And she got to pick the name of the dog. And now we're not even together. So I have a Brittany named Penny, which is probably better because I probably would have named it something stupid at the time, like whiskey or <laughs> sure. Jager looking back, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's hilarious. I was, yeah, I was going to ask you why, why a Brittany. So was a Brittany something you, did you know about a Brittany prior? Like did, what attracted you to that breed? Uh, they just seem like, their personalities i remember as a kid my buddy had one and they didn't hunt with it but i always thought it was such a cool dog i mean i, I expected my Brittany to be bigger i'm not gonna lie i kept holding <laughs> out that she was gonna grow yeah she never did so but no i just i love red dogs something about that yeah. red color that yeah and i've seen pictures written of all over it yeah she's pretty she has as that that orange red color yep. around a lot of her body right if i oh, remember yeah. right that's, that's pretty cool. She's out oh, yeah. there barking at the oh, neighbors right is. now. 
so how how small is she i think she's like 21 at the shoulder and about 28 29 pounds okay so she's not very big yeah i know we were we were talking about this last week i think in my so my french Brittany, he's about 31 maybe 32 pounds now um he's only nine months but uh but yeah it sounds like they're actually pretty similar in, uh, in size. yeah it sounds like it might even be a little bigger than mine <laughs> I know. that's crazy i know i've had to get used to uh just the size difference because my uh my oldest dog gage he's the american Brittany. um he looks he looks like a giant compared to uh to the younger uh, french Brittany. oh yeah uh, but he's only 40 pounds he's pretty lean and muscular and uh but yeah standing next to each other i'm like my god you're a giant yeah, that's what I thought I was getting. It was a you know a 35, 40 sure. pound, but I, I either got the runt or something. But yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't trade her. She's a great dog. So. Oh yeah, and you said five years old, right? So she's getting in. I mean, yep, she's just about pri- five. She's prime right now. She's prime for bird hunting. And- yeah, she really turned on that switch this year hunting for yeah. sure. Everything you- just seemed to click. Oh, for sure. Did you uh, hunting this year? I mean, hunting as much as you did. Did you find? was she getting kind of burnt out towards the end of the season or was she still going, going, going? Uh, she would, I mean, she was going, 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 but that's why I'm saying I need another dog. Cause I did feel she was pretty ratted and beat up, you know, uh, we, it, it wasn't bad when we were hunting, you know, like every, every weekend, sure. but like I'd have friends come out or my parents and we'd hunt all week and hunt her, you know, and, that's a lot on a dog. I don't care how in shape they are, you know? Oh, totally. But we definitely had to patch her up a couple times. Oh, I'm sure. She, I think she went to the vet two or three times for okay. different cuts. And oh, the second to last week of pheasant season, she actually, we're on our way home. We'd hit our limit of huns and two roosters, which was one of the best days I had this season for the amount of time I hunted. Sure. And she actually had a seizure in my back seat on the way oh, back no to town, oh my which gosh. turned out to be a hypoglycemic episode oh, from geez. just not burning more calories than they had. So she'd oh. skip breakfast. She had breakfast, but didn't eat, didn't eat, was excited. And sure. I probably should have paid more attention to it, but. Wow. That's, that's didn't. scary, man. <laughs> yeah. It was, pre- it was pretty scary. Jeez. Everything turned out fine, but yeah, that's, that oh. said she's healthy. So, okay, good. Did you, I mean, in that moment, did you do anything for, her or did you just kind of just go right to the vet? Uh, hit the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah. I had to turn the vet. <laughs> I pulled over for a second cause I wasn't sure, you know, got out and you know, it was, she fell off my back seat and now she's going to be riding in a kennel. Cause after okay. that, I, she was in the back seat and she fell off, kind of got stuck under the seat, you know. Oh, geez. Well, season and it would have been a lot better just to have her in her, sure, you know, kennel or whatever. But yeah, exactly, man. Gosh, that's uh, that's scary. I, I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. Whenever I'm, I mean, I'm looking at a couple out of state trips this year, and I'm already kind of you know researching. All right, where's the closest vet to this area? Yeah, um, just because it's important. It, I mean, crap can happen out there. I mean, whether it's a uh, if you're hunting early season, like. Have you ever ran into rattlesnakes at all or anything like that? Personally, I've never ran into them out here. I don't know if I hunt far enough south of the river. I mean, I'm sure they're up here too, but I hear south of the river here is where you really run into them. I have a buddy who's six or seven month old setter was bit by one. By the time they got back to town, though, he'd given it some Benadryl. By the time they got back to town, it was pretty much done swelling. And Oh, wow everything i mean obviously he still took it to the vet and whatnot sure. but yeah no, that's scary man these these dogs are are going uh 100 miles an hour out there and they just things can happen yeah. I, i've never had an incident with barbed wire but have you uh ever came across any issues with barbed wire in your dog oh yeah <laughs> she's got she's getting really good at it but even the best bird dogs i swear they they catch it sometimes i had to not super glue. I had EMT gel. I had to glue her up a couple of times and she went to the vet once to get it flushed out and oh, geez. Uh, glued up. But yeah, every now and then you, you de- yeah. nothing's tougher than a bird dog though. Oh yeah. And they, and they keep, they, they want to keep going. <laughs> They're like, yeah, put me in my coach. Dog, my dog could break a leg and I swear she'd be upset if I put her in the truck to take her home. Oh, hundred percent. She'd be like, uh, there's still <laughs> birds out there. <laughs> why are we, why are we going that way? Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. So you, so you mentioned you want to get another bird dog. Um, a couple questions around that. When, 
And are you going to another Brittany? Uh, hopefully in a year or so. I don't really want to get one for this coming season because I plan on doing some traveling and I don't really want to be training a puppy out sure. in the field again. <laughs> so Smart maybe next man. spring would be a good time. But uh, And as far as a Brittany, I wouldn't rule it out, but I do kind of want to try others, you know, experience. But I'm sure I'll probably come full circle back to a Brittany, oh, even if I totally. don't, even if the next one's not a Brittany, because I totally. love them. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I'm, uh, I'm definitely a, a Brittany loyalist. I'll probably always have at least one Brittany, but um, exactly. yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to other, other breeds out there. Cause there's some, there's some great dogs out there. There's some great dogs. I know I was watching this guy on Instagram with Gordon setters and uh, man, those things are cool. Oh, I a Gordon. I don't know if I've seen a Gordon setter. Yeah. They're the, they're black and gold and they look okay. just like an English setter, but a little bit bigger, I believe. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. But they're kind of hard to get. I, the guy I talked to, and that's what I'm saying about Instagram being dangerous. I was talking to a guy. He's like, well, I got a five-year wait list for Gordon. And I was like, geez. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I almost committed to something five years away. Oh, my gosh, dude. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, might be well, having a Gordon setter. Who yeah, knows? exactly. Get on that <laughs> list, man. <laughs> Sign um, up for a dog and then forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I have that dog coming in two weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, you mentioned to me um, you're doing a field trial with, your, uh, with Penny this summer. Is that right? Yeah, I had a buddy. He's got some really good dogs. He's got a setter and a wire here and he talked me into it. He's like, whether you think she can do, and I'm sure she can do fine. She'll do fine. I don't know if she'll necessarily place or anything, but we're going to work hard and see what we can do. But yeah, we're going to try to run a couple of Nastra trials in May. That's awesome, dude. You excited? Yeah. It, it'll be a learning experience. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's great. Just like everything else with a dog. <laughs> oh, sure. It's all like trial by error. <laughs> yeah, totally exactly. Um, how is she at retrieving? Is she a pretty natural retriever or what does she do? Yeah, that? which is crazy because as a puppy or, you know, her whole life, I can throw toys all day long and she won't bring anything back to me, let alone even go fetch it. But if we're <laughs> out hunting that, yeah, she's going to find that bird and she's going to bring it back. Yeah, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that was all natural. Like I said, I didn't really train her to do sure, that. She just sure. did it. Are you, are you doing any kind of prep work with her leading up to the trial or you just, do you feel comfortable where she's at that she's going to do just fine? No, we've been working on, my buddy's been helping me work on steadiness and, uh, I never taught her to heal. So we've been working on, you know, basic stuff like that, but sure. I mean, she's learning so fast. She's a smart dog and even four years, five years old that I, I think she's learning faster than she would have as a puppy, honestly, but that's awesome. You get, well, it sounds like, yeah, you guys built that, I mean, four or five years of trust and, and she knows you, oh, yeah. you know her and you guys, you guys kind of know what to expect out of each other. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. Um, this, this coming season, um, I mean, we're in, in spring of 2021 already. What are you kind of looking forward to this coming fall? A lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I'll be able to fit it all in, but. <laughs> I definitely want to go try and find some sage grouse in Wyoming or South Central Montana for sure. Nice. And then obviously, um, I want to try to go down to Arizona as well and try to chase some of them quail I hear they got down there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something you and I are doing uh, doing together, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I believe so. I'm, I think we're on the same week, uh, so I am I'm really pumped for that. Never, obviously, never hunted Arizona, so. It'll be yeah, definitely a new, new experience. I've never even been to Arizona. Us. So <laughs> yeah, same, same. Hey, you know. give me uh give me one second here. I'm going to edit this part out. Um, I just got to tell someone to shut up real fast. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I've been fighting that with my dog all day. <laughs> holding, holding tight for dogs. I think, um, cause my youngest, this will be his, his kind of first season coming up. Um, so now it's in January. It's kind of tail end of the season, but I'm um, excited to, to get him on some more quail, get him on some, some of those big cubbies and, I think it'll be, yeah. I think it'll be a blast. We'll have a, we'll have what three Britneys down there between just the two of us. Yep. That'll, that'll be, be fun. That'll be awesome. Plus it's, you know, North Dakota in January, it's pretty cold. So it'll be a nice I, little I vacation bet. break. I, I bet North sure. Dakota is a little bit chilly. That's probably the biggest reason to go hunt down there in January. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it, it helps extend your season a little bit. Um, yep. I know, I think South Dakota extended their season until the end of January this past year. Yep. 
Uh, I don't know if they'll do that again, but uh, North Dakota had the best winter I've ever seen out here. I mean, pretty much. I almost, I, oh, I think I wore a jacket, you know, a handful of times out hunting. No way. All winter long. Yep. Right till the end of season. Dude, that's so nice. That's so yeah. nice. I, I do, I do like when it's cold. Colder the better. I, I like it. Just, I mean, it keeps my dogs just a little bit more fresh throughout the yeah. day. Don't get me wrong. It was cold, but like it wasn't cold enough. It's cold enough to where I'd wear, you know, your Under Armour and then a hoodie sure. and your vest and you'd be pretty good, you know, with the amount of walking you're doing and what. Oh, yeah. So, no, for sure. But it um, beat so, negative 30. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Cause you said you're close to Canada, aren't you? Yeah, real close. Golly, dude, that's crazy. Um, okay. I feel like we keep talking about North Dakota. It just sounds like the best place. Um, yeah, okay. Jump into, jump into sage grouse. Um, have you ever hunted sage grouse before? Never. Okay. Okay. What's, what's, the, what's the appeal? What's the draw for you that that's going to make you want to go chase them this year? They're big. Um, they they're big. <laughs> their population is doing I'm from out of here, not great, but not bad. And who knows if I'll be able to go chase them in, you know, 30 years or whatever. Sure. Hopefully we can, hopefully they make a comeback, but you never know. Yeah. My, it's it's kind of like, well, might as well, might as well hunt it now. You got your dog. Well, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. totally. That's are my you, biggest thing. Are you looking for them in Wyoming or Montana? Uh, I got a friend in Wyoming, so I'm going to try Wyoming. If that don't work out, maybe we'll scoot up to Montana or, Maybe we'll hit Montana on the way to, I haven't quite figured out the logistics of it all, but yeah, either yeah. or wherever I find them. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, uh, kind of in this off season, I, I keep a, I keep a note on my phone, kind of like all the potential trips I want to take. Yeah. Um, but it's like, and then and I'll try to match it with like our family's calendar and just like, I try to like put dates to things. It's overwhelming to, to commit to things because it's See, if I commit to this trip, <laughs> then I might be missing out on this trip. Uh, yeah. it's, it's hard. I'm pretty lucky in that aspect. I mean, my boss knows that in the summertime, I'll work whenever you want. But come fall, I, I get off pretty much any time I want. And, uh, it's just me, no family. So I yeah. can pretty much get wherever I need to be whenever I want to be there. So oh, for sure. That, that helps it works out pretty good. That helps a lot. Yeah. We have, uh, we have a bunch of kiddos. And so now a couple of the older ones are in like sports and activities. And so it's getting a little trickier, but, um, <laughs> with, with vacation time and my wife's been super cool about letting me get out there. Um, I think I'll, I'll definitely be able to do a few extended trips this year. Um, Heck yeah. North Dakota's on my list. Montana is definitely on my list. Um, I think I'm going to head up in August and scout, uh, in Montana for a little bit. I'm actually going to bring my kids, make a little camping trip. Um, That'd be fun. And then hit, go back up there uh, in September with the dogs. Uh, really want to just yeah, get into the Huns and, and Sharpies up there. Yeah, for sure. Huns are fun. So are Sharpies. Huns my favorite bird for sure. Is it? Yeah, because I know nothing about them. <laughs> I think I know something about them, but I, I know nothing. They, do they just fool you? Yeah, they're, they don't always seem to have like a rhyme or reason like roosters and sharp tail, you know, they kind of stick to what they like, but sure. hunts kind of just like do what they want. You know, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. <laughs> kind of do their thing. I don't believe there's a such thing as a hun, particularly hun hunting. Like, okay. You'll find huns hunting other things, but sure. like they're really hard to just plan a trip on just partridge themselves, you know? So, so you're coming, you're coming across them more so by accident or... i like to think i'm doing it on purpose but okay. <laughs> most of the time i find them it's like i did not think you would be here you know gotcha They're, so so yeah. where are, so give me a couple of scenarios like where are you finding them then uh geez sometimes you'll find them whenever you get like cattails that are like right up along like a wheat field or some kind of stubble field usually they're out just not in the thick stuff they'll be out in the stubble but kind of close enough to that cover that like they could go hide i'm guessing if they wanted to or a lot of fence rows like it's stuff like you hear you find them in fence rows or they like the i feel like they like the not so thick stuff they like to be able to move around i'm guessing okay but yeah i kind of find them a little bit of everywhere so <laughs> that's gotta be fun though because it, it probably 
keeps it fresh and, and it's kind of a surprise for you when you come across them. Oh yeah. Every time <laughs> there's nothing like a cubby. Man. Yeah. It's the best. That's awesome. Um, if you had to pick, uh, so you said, is that your favorite bird to hunt? Or if you had to pick rooster, sharpies, huns, quail, what, what's, what's your absolute favorite? Huns. Okay. They've got to be. I think it's because they avoided me for so long. My years out here, I think not this last season, but the one before was the first season I ever actually got one. And I chased them after I seen one for the first time. I probably chased them for like two years and never got one. And one weekend my dad was here in North Dakota and we ran into these two guys from Oregon or Oregon and they pulled up next to our truck and we were walking back to our truck and you know we seen them and so that next day we met up with them and my dog wasn't very good at pointing at that time or any of that I could never get close enough to him and then he had this really good Luland setter English setter but fancy i guess i don't okay. know <laughs> yeah, but, uh, llewellyn llewellyn Lew- yeah something, something like, like that. that yeah 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 and he's like well we've seen some like 100 150 yards out he's like oh you never you never got one i was like no I never got close enough he goes oh just follow me and we just kind of did a loop we were real quiet and his dog locked up he let me walk up there and flush him for him and man ever since then it's been game on on those guys that's awesome so yeah, I got, I got to ask, fun. so I, so I've never hunted hunts. Um, are, are, is it pretty easy to distinguish them between a sharp tail and, or a hen pheasant? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. They're, they're much smaller, much smaller. Okay. So it's okay. pretty easy. And usually with the sharp tails, I don't, you don't usually see pheasants around. And the way I tell them apart is one, they make this weird, like, laughing sound when the sharp tail does when they yeah, fly yeah. away. I, I, I learned so, that last year. Yeah, and they they got the white bellies. So if it's, if it's white, it, it's it's going down. Yeah. That, that, that's funny. I uh, So last September, I hunted, uh, went up to Sand Hills in Nebraska and uh, chased I want to go there, too. Chased some sharp tail. And I heard about this laugh that they do, kind of this, this cackling <laughs> laugh. And yep. I, honestly, I was... I was like, ah, it's probably something different. I, I know. I just didn't believe it. But yeah. sure enough, those things, they every laugh time. at you every stinking time. Some um, days they are just hard to hit too. And I don't know why. They're not yeah. like, they're fast, but they're not crazy fast. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they were, they were overly fast at all. Uh, um, they give me a run for my money sometimes. Oh, for sure. They've definitely made me look dumb before. <laughs> I think every bird has made me look dumb at times. Oh yeah. Sure. Um, we were uh, end of the season. We uh, a couple of buddies and I we did a uh, trip to Nebraska, um, just roosters and quail. And uh, first time I saw a, a quail uh, covey rise, and there was probably six or seven maybe that flushed. By the time my buddy took two or three shots, another guy took a couple shots. I'm just getting my gun up. And I'm like, where'd the quail go? (laughs) Yeah. They were were that quick. Yeah. I think huns are a little bit slower than that, but they're still pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hunt quail. That's going to be a good time. Yeah. I'll be stoked. I'm kind of excited that we're, we're doing that towards the end of the season. Cause I feel, I think the dogs will be hopefully in in good condition wise and, and they'll tolerate some of the warmer, warmer temps pretty well. Oh yeah. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. I think they'll be good. Do you It'd be uh, nice having some other people there to swap out dogs too? That's true. That's true. I mean, at least if, if someone brings a dog or two, I mean, that should be, that should be a quite a bit oh, of dog yeah. power. Yeah. Which will be nice. Even just a short breaks for a dog in between does a lot, you know? Totally. That's going to be a long drive for you, man. North Dakota to uh, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's well, I make the drive back to Michigan quite a bit to my hometown, which is. It's, gotta be 12 1300 miles so it's a little bit further than that but okay. i mean i'm used to making that one so it shouldn't be too bad i'll probably yeah. stop in colorado about halfway and yeah so that that'll be awesome that'll it'll be definitely awesome. be a drive though oh yeah for sure <laughs> you know, <laughs> break it up in chunks a little bit yeah that's awesome dude. No doubt. what um what about north dakota i know we keep coming back to this what about north dakota in your opinion just makes it makes it uh such a special place to hunt what what, what is it about it One, I think it gets overlooked. So I don't think you get, like, obviously you still get a lot of tourist hunters, 
but I don't think you get near the number like say South Dakota, you know, and I, I guess I shouldn't say that I've never been to South Dakota, but anytime you see a video or an article, it's, all South Dakota, it's always, yeah. it's always South Dakota. Yeah. Aberdeen. And that's fine. <laughs> they can all go down there. That works sure. for me, you know, but oh yeah, up here, it's like they have that law where, you know, if it's not posted, you can hunt it. So you're not oh, limited right. to, you're that's not right. limited to plots, WMAs, WPAs. I mean, if there's not a sign or, you know, every quarter mile or, you know, you got to do your research, make sure it's not posted. You want to keep landowners happy and whatnot, but if it's not posted, you can hunt it. So that opens up that much more when I think only like 9% of North Dakota's uh, public, you know? So, wow, that's, that's incredible. I heard about that uh, this past season. I'm like, that is, that's like unheard of. I, I haven't heard of any other state that does that. I'm sure there are, yeah, it's, but it's pretty cool. That is awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't know if there are anymore. I, I really don't think so, but there might be. Yeah. That is, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Most, uh, most of my hunting I'm doing in uh, uh, North East Colorado. Um, there's a small chunk up there. That's, that's decent for pheasants. Uh, and then Nebraska has been the most of most of my hunting in um, Nebraska. I mean, they're good. They have quite a bit of, of walk-in access land and um, it's been, it's been really nice up there. You ever hunted the prairie chickens up there? Uh, not in Nebraska. I chased them only two days in Kansas this uh, past season. Kick my butt. <laughs> Kick my butt. <laughs> yeah. we, we put in so many miles uh, chasing those chickens. Uh, never, never even saw one. Uh, yeah, I was picking that's another some spots. one on the list. <laughs> oh, for sure. I was picking some spots that I, I thought looked pretty good, and uh, but just just no dice this year. Yeah, they, they kind of like the same thing as a sharp tail, right? Pretty much. Or yes and no really. I, I don't know a ton about them to be honest um it's it's a little bit more yeah like kind of short grass uh prairies i've even heard like some like cattle kettle grazing land um, okay they like that stuff so i, I didn't that's kind of where of, i find a lot of partridges where they graze cattle okay. i seem to find a lot there especially if it's real hilly for some oh, reason nice. that's crazy that's crazy yeah yeah have you heard of the uh nebraska slam challenge no i haven't Okay. So it's, um, you have to harvest four species in Nebraska. Um, you take a photo of each bird, you post it to this website. Um, it's put on through like the Nebraska game and parks. Okay. And so everyone who does, you have to fill out, um, fill out the form for all four, four birds. And then you go into a drawing and they have like a couple like shotguns they give away and, and some crazy prizes. But, um, but yeah, I was, what are the was, four birds? One. So it's Bob White's roosters, sharp tail and prairie chicken. And Oh, right on. Yeah, and you all, did that or. So I was, I was, I missed the prairie chicken. Oh so, man. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I got my sharp tail, Bob and, uh, and rooster, but, uh, no dice on those chicken. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of a bummer. Um, all right, dude. Um, I was, I have a kind of a, I was going to ask some kind of rapid fire questions for you, but I think yeah, you've, go answered, you've answered most of them already. Um, you know, you already said if, if, if it wasn't a Brittany, you'd be getting a setter. Yeah. More that than sounds, likely. Yeah. That sounds, that's, have you looked at breeders already or you I've, just talked to, I've talked to some people for okay. sure. Okay. It'd be nice to get on a wait list now, you know? Oh, totally. Get on that five-year wait list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, five, about five years would be about perfect time for a third dog, you know? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Third. I mean, we're talking like fourth or fifth now. Yeah. <laughs> Five years down the road. Oh, they're coming. Um, if, or, uh, what, what gun would you be carrying into the field? If you could choose, choose any gun gauge, make and model. Oh, shoot. I, I, I'm pretty partial to my Franke over under 12 gauge. I've been looking at some old, uh, 16s just, I don't know if it's nostalgic or what, but I got to at least try. I want to try one of those. So nice. that's awesome. But who knows? Um, which would you prefer uh, a solo hunt with just you and your dog or a group hunt with maybe two or three buddies? I really like my solo hunts. That seems, they always seem for some reason or another to do the best. It's like, whenever you take a buddy out, you'd be like, Oh, this is my prime spot. Won't see a single bird, you know? But like, it seems like whenever it's just you and the dog, things go the way you want them to No one to disrupt your, and I like hunting with other people, but Sure. I, I like my solo hunts for sure. That's awesome. I'm um, very similar, very similar in that aspect. Um, you already answered favorite bird species to hunt. I think that you're a, you're a hun guy through and through. It sounds like. 
Yeah, I like them. That's awesome. So last question for you, Jeremy, if there is someone, uh, say a new hunter, uh, listening to this podcast, what's something maybe advice or encouragement that you would share with them? Someone that's maybe they want to get started in upland hunting. They want to get a bird dog. Maybe they're just getting started. What's something you would just share with them as they're entering into this, this crazy journey? Uh, probably that, you know, people are nicer than you think. And Find someone maybe on, you know, social media that's in your area. You see them posting these pictures. Maybe just shoot them a message, you know, because I'm sure if someone now my phone will blow up, but I'm sure if someone did that out here, you know, I'd be more than happy to take out somebody new and show them, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of people like that out there, especially right now with this seems like conservation and getting new people hunting seems to be a huge message right now. And there's a lot of people willing to help. And they just like, who are these people that want to hunt? But can't you know yeah. so seek someone out that it's already doing it that's i mean that's really the best advice i can give you dude that's that's awesome that's really awesome i, th I think you're, you're spot on people are willing to help if you reach out and ask and say hey i want to learn i want to you know gain some knowledge in this i think people are, are definitely willing to uh to lend a hand oh absolutely i try to take a couple of new people whenever i can so that's awesome. Hey, how can uh, people get a hold of you if they have questions or, or want to talk bird hunting, talk dogs? What's the best way for them to uh, reach out to you? Uh, probably just Instagram. Um, I think it's ND Upland Hunter. ND. <laughs> I just uh, made it not ND, that long ago. So. You are ND underscore Uplander. Boom. There we go. You got it. Got it right in front of me here. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So that's awesome. You know good, better uh, than I do. I know. Right. Well, dude, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to hearing about your field trial in June. Uh, hopefully it goes well with, with you and Penny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more as the season gets closer and Oh, for sure. Um, September is a hundred and maybe 40 ish days away as, Too of, many. as of the day we're recording this. So I am, uh, I am counting down, uh, the days till September. Perfect. Hopefully we, me and Penny see you guys out in the field then. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, if uh, for sure, see you in Arizona, um, but if not sooner, maybe up in North Dakota or Montana. Yeah. I'll meet you halfway in Montana. Let's do it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You're like what? 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, cool. Jeremy, thanks so much for your time. And uh, we'll be talking to you uh, more soon. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. All right. Absolutely. Take care, brother. You too. Well, I hope you enjoyed episode number one with Jeremy Lowry. Uh, I love talking with him, getting to hear a little bit more about his dog Penny and some of his hunting plans coming up this fall. Uh, even talking about uh, his second dog and, and all those things. Uh, loved this conversation. Jeremy, thank you. Remember, if you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor. Share it on social media, tag uh, at the upland rookie podcast and also at upland underscore brits uh lastly if you would rate and review this on apple Podcasts, that would mean the world to me uh, if you think it is worthy of five stars please give it five stars and also leave a little review uh, it would mean the world to me and also help get the podcasts out there to more people remember if you are not lucky enough to hunt with a britney any bird dog is better than none. <laughs> I'm just messing. I love all bird dogs. Uh, I had to try it. I had to poke a little fun. Again, just my personal preference. Don't send me hate mail. All bird dogs are great. Take care.